Jojo Rabbit is already getting some Oscar buzz. The Dark Satire is the latest film by the New Zealand director Taika Waititi. Known for What We Do in the Shadows, Hunt for the Wilder People, and Thor 3 Ragnarok, Waititi applies his unique sense of humor to Nazis. Jojo Rabbit won the Audience Award at Toronto International Film Festival, which is a pretty strong indicator for Best Picture nominations. I wouldn't be surprised if Jojo Rabbit gets several Oscar nods. I really hope it does. She's Tuesday. I'm Kaylee. Perk up those bunny ears. This is Whiskey and Popcorn. Okay, so the film is based on a 2004 novel by Christine Lunens. It follows the adventures and mishaps of a 10-year-old German boy during World War II. Jojo, played by Roman Griffin Davis, is a staunch Hitler supporter. So much so that his imaginary friend takes the form of the Fuhrer himself, who is played by director Watiti. Meanwhile, Jojo's mother, Rosie, played by Scarlett Johansson, is raising him alone and trying to make sure that he can still be the kid that he truly is. But Jojo discovers the biggest surprise of his young life when he encounters a teenage Jewish girl hiding in the walls of his home. His world is turned both upside down and backwards as he tries to be a loyal Nazi, but he can't fight his true nature, which is being a sweet, caring, and curious boy. This film is hysterically funny. But before we really dive into the review, I'm sure a lot of you might be wondering where the rabbit comes in from the title. Yeah, I was curious about that too, but I think this clip will explain it. You'll hear Jojo and his imaginary Hitler friend in the woods after running away from the boot camp leaders who tried to make him kill a rabbit with his bare hands. Poor Jojo. What's wrong, little man? Hi, Adolf. Want to tell me about that rabbit incident? What was all that about? They wanted me to kill it. I'm sorry. I couldn't. Don't worry about it. I couldn't care less. But now they call me a scared rabbit. Let them say whatever they want. People used to say a lot of nasty things about me. Oh, this guy's a lunatic. Oh, look at that psycho. He's going to get us all killed. I'll let you in on a little secret. The rabbit is no coward. The humble little bunny faces a dangerous world every day, hunting carrots for his family, for his country. My empire will be full of all animals. Lions, giraffes, zebras, rhinoceroses, octopuses, rhinoctopuses, even the mighty rabbit. Cigarette? Oh, no thanks, I don't smoke. Let me give you some really good advice. Be the rabbit. The humble bunny can outwit all of his enemies. He's brave and sneaky and strong. Be the rabbit. Jojo! Are you all right, Jojo? Who are you talking to? Nobody. All right, so Tuesday. Initial reaction, walking out of the theater. I was stargazed. It, I, I went in, of course, knowing the director's work, but 
as hysterical as it was, I also had these these kind of tinges of being uncomfortable because I'm joking about Nazis <laughs> and I watch so much I read and watch so much World War II stuff that it's never a situation where I'm like cracking up. So I, I almost like had to kind of hold myself back, but it's almost impossible because it is so funny. Yeah, I think, well, you know, making fun of Hitler and the Nazis, a funny Hitler is nothing new. You know, we see it in Mel Brooks's The Producers. That's the first one that comes to my mind. But also, remember back in the during World War II, Charlie Chaplin was mocking Hitler. So, like, that trope is definitely not a new thing. Oh, you're right. Springtime for Hitler. Yeah. Right? yeah. Springtime for Hitler. Yes. <laughs> uh, I promise not to make your ears bleed with my singing. But so as far as the concept, I think, is like a looking at Nazis through a satirical comedic lens, that's not necessarily new. And I really enjoyed Waititi's performance as Hitler being this sort of goofball because it's clearly he's acting as a 10-year-old boy would think yeah. Hitler would act. You know, what are we going to do? And he's like, oh, I know. We'll burn down the house and blame it on the Jews. <laughs> like, no, like, no, we're not. No, not doing that. Um, you know, it's so it was really, really funny. Now, I saw this film a second time. Um, as we record this. Is it just as good the second time? It's just as good, but you know what? I think it gets slapped over the face with the hilarity and the absurdity of the story. When you watch it again, you really get to the heart of you have this young boy who's being raised by a single mother. His father is off, as he believes, fighting for the, the Nazi cause, which it sounds like he may not be, actually. Maybe he's a deserter. Maybe he's actually helping the allies, we don't know. Um, and we really get to unwrap what is happening to him, essentially. This coming to the realization that, you know, questioning what he's being fed, not blindly following. Because, you know, as, as you are preteen here, you know, you up to that point, you're pretty trusting of the adults around you and how they lead you, you know, in life. Well, and this young 10-year-old really was just kind of indoctrinated into his surroundings. So while you learn pretty early on that his mother does, is not a... Nazi sympathizer. Yeah, is not a Nazi sympathizer, you, you start to realize, you know, there's some people around him that are really trying to push him in a different direction. But it, it's just true to form that young kids learn how to hate they don't naturally hate so you see that a lot with with this film yeah and um there's an interesting quote here by uh Waititi. he said i've always been drawn to stories that see life through children's eyes in this case it happens to be a kid that we might not normally invest in and then um he goes on to say a little bit later that his own grandfather fought in world war ii and that uh, Waititi, he himself is actually a Maori Jew, which is yeah. like, how rare is that? So for him, having this film, being able to kind of put out there in the world that blind fanaticism is a dumb, stupid thing, forgetting the past we should never do, and 
he's saying that, you know, people need to be reminded and educated, as particularly kids, about tolerance and that we need to remind ourselves of this. And so I feel like this film does come at a good time, that we need this kind of film. Uh, because, I mean, those of us who love Broadway and really love the movies, of course we're going to be familiar with all the, the comedic Hitlers out yeah. there. You know, and those of us who watch foreign films, there was, a, there was a German film not too long ago that if Hitler was alive today, you know, what he would be doing. So I think for a lot of people who are just blindly fanatical and, and are ignoring the history, that this comes at a very perfect time. Okay, Kaylee, can we please talk about the acting, <laughs> most specifically our young actors in this film? Yes, I think I know who you're talking about. I well, de- we definitely had a favorite. <laughs> well, but before we get to him, Roman Davies, who played Jojo, yep. fantastic. Oh, wonderful. He's got some incredible comedic timing and his facial expressions. Like, he's just spot on. He is really, he's, he's going to be a huge star. Yeah, and you can tell he has that maturity if, at a young age that you don't always see. Exactly. And then uh, the young woman who played Elsa, the Jew in the wall, was Thomasin McKenzie. She also, you know, played a rather complicated character. I mean, again, this film is told completely through JoJo's eyes, so she had to kind of like be the the scary Jew character, but also be that three dimensional. That no, that's not actually who she is. Yeah, um, she's it, when it comes down to it, she's just a very scared seventeen year old hiding from very scary people. Exactly. So um, I think some of the the seriousness of the film it's it's hilarious up until it's not. Yeah, and it's abrupt. But that doesn't mean the jokes stop. Um, it, it does, though. The tone changes. Um, and But the, the best comedic timing out of them all was Archie Yates, who played oh. JoJo's best friend, Yorkie. So funny. He had the best lines. So basically, Yorkie is JoJo's best friend, who's a fat kid, who just... Talk about great comedic timing. Oh, yeah. But there's a scene where they're, like, in the boot camp for the Hitler youth, and they're in the tent talking to each other, and uh, JoJo's talking about, you know, his best friend, Hitler. And he's like, I th-, and Yorkie goes, I thought I was your best friend. And he goes, that's reserved for the Fuhrer. You should be content with second place. <laughs> it's like, unless you're Hitler in a fat kid's body, then you're, then you're just my second best friend. He's like... No, I'm just a kid stuck in a fat kid's body. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fantastic. Like just when you think something can't get worse or it can't get funnier, Yorkie would just come in and just have this like back-breaking joke that you you just you're like, oh my gosh, like where does this kid get it? <laughs> There's one line in particular where I'm not gonna spoil it because I want you guys to go see it. But when he's talking about the allies to the Germans in particular and who, who's still their friends, I just died laughing. It was so, so funny. This kid, I am definitely going to be following his career, Archie Yates, because oh, he yeah. is fantastic, a real hoot. And also there's other big names in here. Sam Rockwell plays Captain K. Uh, let's see if I can get the German right. Captain Kleisendorf. Rebel Wilson uh, plays Fraulein Reim. Ram, 
they they play interesting characters. For me, Rebel Wilson, I mean, I take or leave that character. She didn't really do much for me. No. Yeah, and I I definitely questioned her being in this and whether it was going to be good or bad. And for the most part, you know, she really does stick with the comedy version of herself for this film, but did we need her at any point? Not really. Nah. I mean, the characters just doesn't do much. Sam Rockwell's character is Captain K, I felt was interesting. This is, I feel like his character could pose some issues for some people. Yeah. Because he is a true and true adult Nazi following the Nazi ways, but then he becomes like sympathetic. Yep. So I feel like there, I've read some reviews and heard some other critics say that this was really problematic for them. It wasn't so problematic for me because I felt like his character was jaded and like saw through the propaganda crap. Yeah. And the fact that he's not so pro-Nazi, I felt like probably could have happened. Um, I think during World War II, there was a lot more of him than there was blind legiancy to, you know, the all-amazing fear. You know, I think when it came down to right and wrong, a lot of soldiers, you know, kind of walked that, but in their hearts really knew, you know, what was going on. Well, to kind of file this one away among the various Waititi films, for me, um, I still rank as Hunt for the Wilder People my all-time favorite Taika Waititi film. But I have to say that Jojo Rabbit is now a firm second, followed by Thor 3, which you still need to see Tuesday. Thor 3, Thor 3. Um, no, I, for me, Jojo Rabbit creeped into number one. All right. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, World War II is over and the Fuhrer is dead. So I think it is time for a drink. I could not agree more. I think... Uh, we got to drink something German. Thank you. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking maybe a nice German Pilsner, and I'm going to take whatever the bartender recommends in that field. Mm, I'm definitely a Pilsner girl myself, too, so I think I'm going to join you. Um, maybe they'll give us a discount. If you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button. We are on all major channels that you may listen to your podcasts on. Bookmark our website, whiskeyandpopcorn.org, and also like and follow us on all the social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you at the movies. <laughs>